Well, welcome back on this special edition of Bible and Brew with Ben and Landon, and we are great. We are we are wonderful this morning. I'm pretty tired, but when how he's tired. <laughs> so, what makes it so special, Landon? Well, today we're going to talk about Halloween versus All Saints Day. Um, obviously, this Saturday is Halloween. I know what I'm wearing, Ben. What are you wearing uh, as you go out and socially distance trick or treat as a 34 year old? <laughs> Thank you, bringing out my age. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to dress in my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume like I did, you know, 30 years ago. It'll be awesome. No, seriously, I'm, I'm going apple picking uh, with some friends. And then we're going to watch, I think, a, a drive-in movie after. So it's a different year. So Halloween's going to be celebrated differently by me. What about you, ben, Landon? Ben, when is, when is it too old for a person to stop trick-or-treating? I mean, I think that's all in your head, man. Age is just a number. So I, I, read I read somewhere in the text where it says, I'm a child of the most high God, right? And so I think it's never too old for someone to get free candy. I mean, it's just like grace, right? It's a free gift. Just receive gift. that gift. Yeah. I have a special costume that I'm going to wear this Saturday. Uh, I'm not going to tell it to you or the people oh. listening. And you'll just have to wait until it comes out on uh, social media. But I'm excited for it. Um, Maybe that should be the cover of our next uh you know, episode or like our, our promo for this. My, my Halloween, my Halloween costume. So. I'm going to see Landon on Halloween folks. So I will get the first look. I'm not wearing and, my uh, costume when I'm, when I'm there picking the apples with you. Uh, I'm not wearing my costume out. You're supposed to wear your costume out at a particular event or a, a social. I mean, I thought he was dedicated folks. I don't know. I'm starting to question. So you're wearing your Ninja Mutant Ninja. Uh, ninja <laughs> See, it's early. It's early. I just started sipping this coffee. <laughs> Which is a great start. Um, right. No, I, I, I honestly don't know if they make Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, costumes in my size. They probably do, but uh, yeah, I, I, I still have to buy it. Small for you. So. <laughs> well, what's Halloween all about, Landon? What's, so what's Halloween, the deal? Halloween's on Saturday, and despite what many uh, young adults, many kids, think that Halloween's all about dressing up and getting candy. Uh, Halloween was actually established as an ancient tradition which oriented with the ancient Celtic festival when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. And because of this in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. So it all, it all started with the warding off ghosts. So wearing a costume, warding off ghosts, which makes me think about like, where these spirits, where these entities, maybe even like mysticism, was it more prevalent in the eighth century or this, these early uh, years than it is now in the age of like reason, in the age of like- no, definitely, I think. At least definitely in the West, I would say. Yeah. But I mean, then again, like, I don't know, I don't know if you have experienced this, but I definitely have parishioners who, um, very smart, very rational, um, pro-science, whatever, who will tell me things that I take me off guard. Like even just last week, someone told me, um, I have seen a ghost and I believe in ghosts. And this is a very intelligent person. And in the scientific rational community, <laughs> ghosts are not real. Um, so... 
yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's still kind of around us. And I think that's like kind of like the, the big misunderstanding of our culture right now. Like we, we are more rational. We are more scientific. But I do think that people are pretty spiritual uh, and, and sometimes in ways that like this where you least expect it. Yeah. So. You think people like like put on uh, blinders and like are just unaware of certain like things that transpire in the world around them? Um, like, like, for instance, I'm, I'm getting in on mediums, right? Like, mm. don't, don't tell your bishop we're talking about mediums, but we're talking about mediums. Like, mediums have the ability to see um, those who have gone before us, in particular, loved ones, right? And so uh, I've heard it said that everyone has that ability, but most people put blinders up and um, block out that, that um, otherness experience of being able to uh, see spirits. And then you have people who just go overboard and start pulling out a Ouija board and yeah, start playing yeah. with that. And I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like in the scriptures, right, we have, uh, oh, what's the name of that? The, the, the Witch of Endor, which is conjured up, which uh, is definitely like not okay. Um, according to the text, they, that person is punished. And like there are definitely texts in the Old Testament that are like, don't really mess with that. But yeah. what's interesting about that is it's not saying that that reality doesn't exist. It's just saying, you know, as people of God, we look to Christ. We don't conjure up the spirits. But I mean, I guess like our, our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters and Anglo-Catholic friends, man, like they really take seriously that part of the creed, the belief in the communion of the saints, that God is the God, not of the dead, but of the living and that, uh, yeah, like that's why we can ask like St. Francis of Assisi to uh, pray for us. Uh, I always, the... Yeah, I always find, uh, I mean, you can take us on the all saints uh, uh, direction. But before we get there, I always find it interesting when <clears throat> the church may say, oh, we don't worship ancestors. We're not ancestral hmm. worship. And I'm like, well, what is all saints day? And on that note, what is all saints day, Ben? <laughs> uh, well, actually, so I just did a, a uh, podcast on the, the collect and it is really interesting because it, it does talk about like us being knit together in this mystical union and and i do think that like christians rightly say we don't worship our ancestors we worship the one god and unfortunately a lot of times people say like oh i'm praying to saint francis or this person or that um and what they really are supposed to mean anyway is that i'm just like i would ask you landon to pray for me uh, if i were to go into surgery uh what they would say is, again, God's the God of the living, not the dead. So um, St. Francis is in Christ. I have some special connection to him because I of his history, his past. Maybe uh, I resonate with him. And so I'm going to ask him to pray for me too. And what I do think they say, what's kind of connected to Halloween and what we're talking about now is like that, what they would say is the line between being in Christ in spirit and those of us who are in Christ in body and spirit is more porous than you and I who've grown up in the Western world um, just perceive. Like there, it's almost as if like it's, we, we could even touch and get in, in touch with them. Uh, kind of like you, what you said, if we were only open to it. Yeah. Now I kind of grew up as a Protestant yeah. or like more lower church. And so that's not really my piety, but I definitely don't want to sit in judgment upon that. How does how does one become a saint then? Like, um, is it the church, the the earthly church, making them a saint, or uh, when we pass over, um, and God's like, you know what, Landon, you you are the best saint. I'm gonna make I'm gonna crown you a saint. 
But however, the church is like, no, Landon is not a saint. But in God's eyes, I'm a saint. How does how does God yeah, tell Landon the church, is definitely not a saint. No. How does God tell the church that I'm a saint, or the church tell you know you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we've done two different things with that, right? Because like Paul in his letters talks about people who are living their saints, and he's writing to the saints. So there's kind of this two ways of thinking about it, like being in Christ, uh, believing in Christ, being baptized. On some level, you you you're a saint. Uh, oh, I know that. But, but we also um and thank god right because no one's better than anyone else whatever at the end of the day except me but except Lynn. the church has also uh, deemed it appropriate to canonize or recognize uh, the gift of holiness that's been given to i guess you might say extraordinary saints again yeah. not that they're on a different playing field than you and i this is my, my protestantism coming out for sure but yeah like saint augustine or saint Teresa of avila again we've talked about St. Francis, like these were people who um, gave things up that Landon and I are just unwilling to give up. I'll speak for myself. I'm unwilling to give up. Landon is going to become a monk, a hermit somewhere, folks. So he will be truly St. Landon Moore. Uh, Start calling me that, Ben. St. Landon Moore? St. Moore. Oh, man. So it's just, this is going to be Bible and Brew with St. Landon and Ben from now on. St. Moore has the better ring to it. You heard it here here first, guys. I feel called to that that title. Fair enough. I feel like that undoes the sainthood somehow, but I'll let our listeners decide. Let our listeners decide. So what about All Souls Day, Landon? Because there are, there's a whole bunch of little holidays here. Uh, What do you, what do you make of that? I'm making it is um, remembering those who have passed. So, and, and it's a requiem mass. It's sort of like, well, the, the, the robes are black. And so it's a requiem mass in particular for those who have gone before us. And it's not really commemorating saints, but maybe loved ones whom hmm. we are still longing for their presence. And so we're offering their names and saying, God, I pray that this person's soul is now in your presence. And I'm just... <clears throat> Offering, offering their name to you in this moment <clears throat> and also highlighting the fact that I still have remorse and I still want and desire them in my life. But in this space, in this moment on All Souls Day, I remember their soul and, and, and also give you honor and glory in this service. Yeah, and I think it's also like one of those, I'm, I'm so glad we do that, right? Because we as Christians, we do believe that we are made right with God by virtue of what God has done on our behalf in Jesus. And there is this kind of notion of like, we receive this by faith. Uh, so there is something special about the saints, those who die in the Lord and those like you and I who are living in the Lord. But we also like for those who are not in the Lord, those who have never heard, maybe even those who've experienced a really, a really bad church experience um, and maybe like, you know, reject it, but don't almost know what they're rejecting. I mean, you fill in the blank. Um, I think we really have had throughout Christian history and especially in the last couple of centuries, this notion of like, you know what, we don't know what God is doing yeah. with them. I, I'd like to think the one whose property is always to have mercy is not quick to casting those folks aside. I don't think that's just like Ben's feelings. I think I that there's, yeah, I'm not an advocate of, uh, we're going to pray for the faithful departed. I'm pretty, I'm an advocate of praying for the departed generally. Because mm-hmm. the faithful, you have slip-ups, you have speed bumps in your life in which you may not be faithful in a moment. And so 
uh, whenever that comes up in the text or the liturgy, I'm always really hesitant to really gloss over that and really actually not say faithful departed because look at my own life. I have speed bumps. I have hurdles that I haven't made it over, but I still try to be faithful through my intentionality in that. Um, and I think that's one thing that I wish the church would, would uh, omit or remove is the faithful departed and just put the departed. Um, yeah. Don't know what God is, <clears throat> is working, whose mercies always have, our properties always have mercy, right? Um, yeah. so I would like to pray for all souls on this day in particular. Yeah, and I, I think that's, that's probably what the people who assemble or write the prayer book mean is the faithful yeah. departed or like those who've been baptized. But it would be, I think, nice to include, like, if that's what we mean, like, yeah. the faithful departed and all departed. And it's, it's, I think you're exactly right that all souls today is for that very reason. This is for everyone. And we all have people in our lives who, I mean, my, most of my family doesn't believe in Christ uh, and they're Jews, but they're secular Jews. So they don't really believe in like Adonai. And, um, you know, I've tried to tell them about Christ in like winsome ways. Um, and, you know, like maybe my grandmother before she died kind of turned around and maybe she didn't. And some of my other family members have definitely not. And my hope is that, you know, when they do, die or you know leave the body so to speak that there is kind of this like you come face to face with christ um and jesus is like hey i i am so for you uh don't reject me uh you've given been given a true glimpse i don't know if that's true or not um christians throughout history have kind of talked about stuff like that i don't i don't know if that's just like wishful thinking but i also think there's just that we get from the scriptures that um especially in Paul, right? It is God's will that all should be saved. Now, he doesn't go in further and say that all will be, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if you, would you make of that? <laughs> or if I'm just being... Okay. No, 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 that was good. It was good. Ben, don't, don't second guess yourself. Don't second guess yourself. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to go against the church, so... Yeah. 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 Sometimes, sometimes you might have to. Sometimes you might have to, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like in the Episcopal church, like way too many people, like that's their modus operandi. Like whatever the church says, the opposite. So uh, I'll just, I'll just take little, little things, little, little digs. I feel like, I feel like we made it pretty far with uh, the audience and uh, the faithful, the faithful viewers. Um, I think that we should, uh, the way we should end this though, is to uh, talk about, instead of talking about our, our, our coffee, which we love, what is your favorite Halloween movie, Landon. Do you have one? Movie. Well, would you consider Coco as a Halloween movie? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't think it is per se. It's more like the you know the the Day of the Dead, but I think it's in that same vein for sure. It's like the, the guy kind of dressed up a little bit, you know. Yeah, and I've actually never seen Coco. You you are a pagan. I know. I'm sorry. You are a pagan. Sorry, that is that is blasphemy, Ben. And on All Souls Day, I will pray for your soul in particular. I'll make up for this by the next airing of this podcast. I'm praying. So, how about yourself, though? I think The Nightmare Before Christmas is sheer gold. doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It is so quirky, so like kind of, it's not scary. It's like just spooky and delightful. Yeah. Good movie. It's a good movie. My Halloween costume, I think I should just tell it. My Halloween costume is going to be... Uh, um, Mermaid Man from SpongeBob. <laughs> Folks, we will get this out. 
I will retweet this, repost this, <laughs> so that you will see this. We'll find a way. Until next time. Thank you for joining <laughs> us again, though. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs>